Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Friedrich, and today I'm honored to release an episode with Michael McDonald. Michael is the founder of Rocket Home Buyers, uh, and what what a cool connection he is. Um, a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Mitch, reached out to me and said, "Hey, I've got a friend named Michael. You should have him on the show." And so I was able to connect with him and uh, feature him on the show. So. Mitch, thanks so much for uh, making this connection, and I hope you guys enjoy Michael's story. Hello, and welcome to an episode of Who Knew in the Moment. Uh, Today, I am honored to have Michael McDonald with me. Uh, Michael is the co-owner of Rocket Home Buyers, and man, this guy's got a story. Uh, from Nebraska, which is fun because most of the time uh, people are not from the home state that I'm in, uh, but from Nebraska to Vegas and just growing a real estate empire. So excited for him to uh, share his story today. So Michael, thanks so much for being on, brother. Bill, man, I am I'm pumped to be here. Excited to share the story. And uh, thanks again for having me. Absolutely. So once again, I would be remiss if we didn't start in David City, Nebraska. So for those of you that aren't familiar with Nebraska. Uh, David City is a very small town, kind of in the center of the state. But uh, there was an important relationship that was formed in your time in David City. Yes. Well, you might have to fill me in. What? uh, There's a lot of relationships in David City. What? Maybe a significant other. Maybe a significant other. Oh my gosh, man! She's gonna kill me when she watches this. Okay. (laughs) It all starts with a significant other. So yes, I'm from David City. Um, my wife, my now wife and I met back in high school at the Butler County Fair, which is obviously in David City there. And uh, yeah, who knew that we would be together 11 years later, married, having two kids and, and, you know, life has taken us to Vegas out of all places coming from small town Nebraska, man. So it's, it's been quite the journey. And there's a whole lot of things, obviously, in there uh, that we've done since. But yeah, it all started there. Absolutely. Not all, not oftentimes anymore that we get to hear the high school sweetheart story. So Michael's got the high school sweetheart story. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm trying to earn any brownie points, man. Trying to earn any brownie points with the wife. <laughs> so as you're, wake up. yeah, as you're going through high school and getting into college, you think, Hey, you know, maybe this uh, study of dietetics is something that I could be uh, interested in. So talk a little bit about college and picking, you know, the major that you end up going with. Absolutely, man. So when I got into college, just like most people, you know, you go to school, you get the job, you you get the corporate job, you climb up that ladder, and then life is peachy king, right? And so I had no idea what I wanted to go to school for. When I moved from David City to Lincoln, I initially just kind of jumped into something. And then I found a passion for wellness, nutrition, which led me obviously into dietetics. And so um Started doing that for a little bit and found out that working that corporate job in the hospital, um, you know, it it wasn't, it wasn't providing as fruitful of a living as I I wanted to provide for my family. And so then obviously um, did that for a couple of years, uh, had had a great time doing it, met a lot of good people, but decided it was time for a change of pace there. Yeah. So you stumble upon a real estate, we'll just call it like investment seminar Mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about it. And then at the end of all these seminars, which many of us have attended something similar, 
the ultimate goal is that you would buy into a program. So talk a little bit about the seminar, what intrigued you about it, and then uh, that, that big decision that happened before you found out some big news. Yeah, man. So this is this is the moment where literally I didn't know what was going to come of it. My buddy hit me up and said, hey, dude, there's a free real estate seminar. I think you'd be interested. In, you're, you're entrepreneur minded. Let's go check it out. So it was free. We showed up and they're selling us on the idea of, hey, make money in real estate with little to no money down. And I said, cool. Sounds like something I'd be be interested in. So um, they told us how to get into it. Then they sold us on the three-day event, which cost a couple thousand bucks. And at that time, just as a reference for everyone listening here, uh, I was making maybe $30,000, just graduated college, got a bunch of debt, just bought a house, a bunch of debt. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, like $2,000 is kind of a lot right now. I don't really want to put it on a credit card, but we're like, we're ready for something new. So what the heck, put the 2000 bucks on the credit card. My buddy and I went to the three-day event and honestly, from there, the rest is history. Um, we decided we're going all into this. We were sold on another mentorship package. Um, that was $20,000, by the way. And they actually helped me raise money to be able to afford that wow. credit card debt. So I literally put $20,000 more that I didn't have on a credit card. And right after I got back from that event, my wife, and this is, this is going to be this is going to be big. So brace yourself. My wife informed me that, honey, I didn't want to tell you before the, the event because I didn't want you to not focus, but we're having a baby. <laughs> and you're like, so, well, I want to tell you that I made a big decision at this event. I called her and she, she approved it. I, I didn't oh, make okay, the decision without right, her permission. So I, I did do that. Yeah. Um, but honestly, man, looking back at it, I, I, why would she have let me do that? I mean, I just can't believe she did it. And then to find out when I got home that I'm going to be a new dad, um, being a new owner of a house, having all this debt. And all of a sudden, here we go. Life, life is getting ready to happen. So, yeah. So, yeah. so there's quite a few things that I want to kind of break down and break through that. One is just the idea of some people would have viewed that as an expense, right? You views it, viewed it as an investment into future you, future growth. So Talk a little bit about the difference between that. Because once again, it's really hard uh, when you're in kind of the W-2 mindset to see uh, cash outflow as an investment in something, especially when it's not actually like the asset itself. It's not like you spent 20 grand to get your first rental home. It was, no, I'm spending 20 grand to learn how to do this. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, there was there was no guaranteed success with that investment that I made. Um, but, but as you mentioned, it, it was an investment because- at that time, I was starting to study personal development, and I realized that unless I wanted to be in the rat race and, and do that nine to five, which is completely okay for anyone watching, if that's where you're at, I just had seen my parents work that and just not, just kind of make ends meet, mm. and I didn't want to do that for myself, um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're up for, but like I said, I, it wasn't for me, and so I knew that I had to take a leap of faith. And that's what it was for me. It was a leap of faith in an investment in my future, which is where I wanted to be is in, in real estate. And I, and I had no idea what I was doing and how I was going to figure it out. But man, um, we, we've done, we've done okay since then. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking God that we did. Yeah. 
So that's kind of the second part then is what did you learn in these seminars that, you know, was so compelling that you're like, yeah, I want, once again, I know you mentioned, Hey, I was already kind of looking for something, but what was so compelling that was like, this is the thing for me. Yeah, man. I think it was really the fact that there was a way to truly believing there was a way for somebody that doesn't have any money. In fact, is actually upside down debt Mm -hmm. to figure out, how to make money in real estate with very little to no money down. And what that was is just getting really good at finding properties and and putting together investors to to come in on those properties. And so that was what I learned. But I would say, man, the biggest piece to that, Phil, was mindset. Um, I I didn't, you know, they don't teach the mindset and how important that piece is in, in school necessarily. I wish they did. But learning about the mindset, learning about how you focus on what you can control and, and not on what you can't control and you just make the most of your situation. And, and so had I not taken the time to slow down and, and read books and, and go to these seminars and, and, and surround myself with people who were doing these big things, man, I, I just don't think it would have worked out for me. Um, but because I did, you know, obviously I learned to meet the right people and to connect and, and to get around people who were actually doing it which led me to uh, a path of um, obviously some success. So, yes. Now you've mentioned a couple of times, so not everyone listening is, you know, super into real estate or maybe they're just, you know, scratching the surface of it. And you said, Hey, buy houses with no money down. You're like, and you've said that a couple of times or little to no money down. And you've talked about investors. So talk a little bit about, you know, what it was that they were teaching you there. Hey, you know, go connect with, you know, three or four other people, have them put a portion down, you retain a portion of ownership. Talk a little bit about how that works. Yeah. So there's this niche in wholesaling or sorry, in real estate, I just said what it is. Uh, It's called wholesaling. And so what they taught is for you to market to sellers directly, to be able to find people who have a situation. Um, There's multiple different cases where somebody would want to sell quickly for cash. Uh, whether it be divorce, you know, inheritance, um, tired landlord, whatever the situation may be. So they taught you how to market to find those types of people, right? And so what we did is we've got really good at marketing direct to seller and figured out how to evaluate the properties and buy them at a, a significant discount. And then from there, we would find an investor who's looking for that type of property. And we would say, hey, Mr. Investor, we have a property that fits your criteria. Would you be interested in it? And we would obviously mark the price up from what we have it under contract to their a higher price. And it was a good deal. So they, they would buy it and they would close on it and we would get the cut of the spread in the middle. And so that is kind of how we got into it. And then all of a sudden you start to figure this out that, oh, wait a second, I can flip this property. I can add value to it myself. I can bring you know, my money. I can bring partner's money to buy the house and then flip it and make a profit. Um, and, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. Yeah. So in that regard there, um, you know, I may, maybe I'm looking at the wrong uh, for sale signs, but I haven't seen on the for sale sign where it says need to close quickly due to a divorce, need to close quickly because I'm a pissed off landlord. Uh, I'm guessing there's probably a lot of back end work that you're doing and it's probably not five or six phone calls a day. Talk a little bit about that aspect of it. Yeah. I, yeah. If only it was right. <laughs> um, let, let me tell you a little bit about the, 
the off-market real estate game. <laughs> so I, I probably made over a hundred offers before I finally heard, before I finally decided I wasn't doing the right thing. It wasn't even that I heard a yes. It was yeah. like, I'm making offers on multiple listing service property and there's too much competition and sellers aren't going to take my low ball offer. And like, let's be honest, it was lower than they should have been selling it for. Yep. So then I switched the mindset. And in fact, I found a, a mentor local to Omaha or sorry, Lincoln, that, that was a mentor for rich dad, poor dad seminars. Yeah. Um, so he, he had a lot of experience there. And so he's like, you're doing this all wrong. I'm like, well, these guys told me this, they, I just make a lot of offers and I'll eventually get one set. You're accepted. He's like, no, like you're doing it all wrong. So when I switched that, I started marketing um, direct to seller and you're making hundreds of calls and you're, you're talking to so many people um, to find that one person who has a situation where they need your help and they need that quick cash offer in, in their hands right now. And so it, it definitely takes um, quite a bit of uh, talking to people. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to highlight that is because sometimes people hear, oh man, you know, what a cool thing, but then they don't want to do all the work that it takes to get where Michael's at. Right. Uh, Michael's not, you know, sitting in his ivory castle waiting for people to call him saying, Hey, I want to sell you my house for a, a lower offer than what I could pay, possibly get. Michael's having to be very proactive here. So I want to make sure that we highlight that. Now, as you're starting your business, uh, for a while, you continued to work your uh, job in, in dietetics or as a dietitian. So I, I always think this is interesting and everyone's got a different opinion, right? There's certain entrepreneurs that say, hey, you got to burn the boats, just dive all into your business. Like if you keep your job, it's just not going to work. There's other people that say, uh, that, that's a terrible idea. You're putting yourself on so much financial stress, like at least if you have your full-time job, you know, it takes a little bit of the financial stress away and it buys you time to get the engine revving. Talk a little bit about that for you since, you know, you, you did continue to work your job for a little while and then jumped all in. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, honestly, for, for us, we, my wife was starting to look at me and ask me, why aren't you having more success with yeah. this? Because you've invested all this money. And, and I said $20,000, but we actually paid an additional for that hands-on mentor. So I was into it for about 50,000, which yeah. is astronomical. And so for me, I realized that I'm, I'm, I'm getting pulled in every direction, right? By the time I did my first deal, my child was born, my, my daughter, uh, who's now three, she was born and I'm going to work full time. I'm coming home, trying to spend some time with the family. And then I'm, I'm cold calling from seven to nine and then I'm waking up at four and doing it all again. And my wife looked at me one day and she's like, you can't keep doing this. Yeah. You're, you're falling asleep on the couch after work. Your eyes are bloodshot. I'm 20, I'm 24 years old at that time. <laughs> and, and she, she's like, you need, we, we need to sell the house. And, and it wasn't because we were like not able to make the payments. It was close, but it was because she wanted us to capture the equity we had and for whatever reason, she just knew that I, I, I needed to be full-time in this to see the traction that I needed. Yeah. So at that time, we decided sell the house, quit the job, and we have X amount in the reserves. And on top of it, why don't we just move to Vegas? <laughs> it is, it's all logical. It's all logical. Quit your job so we don't have any guaranteed money and let's move. I mean, why not? Yeah. 
I love it. It doesn't make any sense looking back on it, but honestly, and that's what it takes. Yeah, and that's what it takes. And you know, once again, I'm I'm just trying to earn you a lot of brownie points with your wife today. But talk a little bit about having that in a spouse, a partner, right? Someone that believes in you even when things aren't going the way you would want right away, right? Uh, Anytime you're starting a business, there's that phase of like complete jubilation. Yes, I'm finally not doing my nine to five. You know, like I'm finally giving myself this opportunity. But then in reality, oftentimes that's in. It's like, it doesn't just get going right off the bat. There's this time frame where you're learning and you're failing, but in the failure, you're learning how to do it better. So talk about just that power of having, you know, the significant other that is, is supportive. Man, it was everything. Um, honestly, I am so thankful and still thankful to this day that she has been so supportive because the times where I was down and the times where I was discouraged and like, I kind of wanted to give up. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it was hard. Uh, it was really hard during that transition. And, and she, she was there for me and she knew that it was going to work out. And so it made all of the difference. And so having that supporter was literally the key to my success. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, as you mentioned, hey, it took a little while, but we, we get a sale. And one of the deals that you end up being able to do was you bought a fourplex, got it for less than asking and sold it for a profit. And you said, huh, this thing actually does work. So talk about one, the jubilation had when we get a deal done, but then two, kind of seeing, all right, everything people have been telling me, it does work. Yeah. So that, that first deal literally for anyone who's out there, maybe struggling, whether it be real estate or any business, like that first deal is the biggest, biggest challenge. And once you do it, it's a game changer because now it's faith to fact. And so for us, yeah, it was a deal that we found on Zillow out of all places. Uh, and, and we, we made about as much as I was making at my job in that one deal that I split with my mentor, yeah. but it, it was literally an aha moment. And from there, I, I just remember the face and the smile and the, and the happiness that that deal did for me because I'm like, okay, this is, this is legit. Now I can, I can do this and I can repeat. Um, so from there, it was just like, okay, here's how I did it. Now, how can I do it over and over and over again? And so it was, it was uh, very important for sure. Yes. So as you're progressing through this, you're getting deals done. I think you had said you were ended up getting like 12 deals done. And then you found that, hey, maybe if I partnered with somebody, um, that could help grow the business. So talk a little bit about, you know, that progression and, you know, what ultimately led you to think, yeah, I'd like to have a partner in this journey. Yeah, so that's a good point because I, I was doing this on my own for the first year and took me a while to get some success but once I figured it out I started having some consistent success and I started selling a lot of the the the, the wholesales to the investor that and I was my business partner and so we really just had a conversation I actually funny story how I met him is I called his for rent sign to ask him if he wanted to sell his property because I was just I was hustle mode I was going around yeah. he's like I, I see some hustle in this guy and so for me it was seeing that he had a skill set of flipping houses and, and, and long-term investments. And I had a skill set of marketing and getting really good at buying the properties, the acquisitions. So we put that together along with our values and it just made a lot of sense um, to do that. And then obviously with two people, you just have more momentum moving forward. Absolutely. So in a business where there's a partner, 
Um, there's obviously a lot of, uh, we'll just say moving parts with that, right? There's now not just my opinions, there's someone else's opinions. How have you guys, um, from a business standpoint, really broken that up? Is that something where you say, hey, this is my role, this is your role, and we keep those separate? Do you, you know, bounce ideas off of each other? Talk a little bit about the partnership that's there. Yeah, so as, as many here, I mean, it's like a marriage, right? And, yep. it, and it totally is because, you know, when I moved to Vegas, I had to ask him for permission because he could have taken that two ways. By that time, we were partners yeah. and his, his role was project management, um, keeping all of the jobs that we had in flip progress going. And so I didn't necessarily need to be there as much. So it made sense for, for me to, to move at the time. But uh, to answer your question, really, in regards to the, the partnership, um, we do have hats and, and we do and we do stay in contact about a lot of decisions because when you're buying houses, that's a little bit of a big investment, yeah. uh, especially when you're buying multiple houses a month. Like it can either go really good or it could go really bad if you're not on the same page. And so um, communication is obviously super, super important. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been, it's been very good so far, but uh, you know, there's obviously challenges and it's, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Like, you know, some people may, may, may make it out to be so. Absolutely. And kind of along those lines, there's two things that makes me think of, but one is, has there been any deals that ended up just good learning opportunity we'll say it that way we're not gonna say it went poorly we're gonna say it was a good learning opportunity uh any deals that you've had like that wow this isn't good timing so <laughs> when you when you do enough deals and i've always heard this and you know when you're when the market's going like this like anyone can make money in, in this business but i've always heard it from wise investors who say if you don't make if you don't lose money in this business at some point in time, you're not being aggressive enough. Mm. And so yeah. we, we um, had never lost money. We have never lost money in our business and in, in buying houses and flipping um, until today. And let me tell you why. We, we, we got ahead of ourselves and we started buying properties all over the country. Okay. We obviously, Nebraska is our main market, but we started feeling really good about how many properties we we're acquiring. We we're getting very aggressive. We flipped a house in Florida, flipped a house in South Dakota, flipped a couple in, in Iowa. So we're doing deals all over. I'm in Nevada. Yeah. So we're doing deals all over. Not, not, not really sure how the heck we're doing it. We're just kind of just running with it. And we bought a house in Council Bluffs that was in a neighborhood that wasn't the greatest area. Um, and we thought we got it for a good price. They were listing it for 65 and it actually was on the MLS, which you don't typically do. So we kind of went off our path there. And um, we decided that the property after owning it for a, a few weeks wasn't a good fit for our portfolio we were going to turn around and we have a rent to own program mm. to rent it out to someone yeah and um couldn't find any any anyone for or, sorry we didn't we didn't take that approach that's the initial thought process when we purchased it but we had too much going on so we decided let's just list it back for what it was listed for we'll probably sell it for more than we paid for it well two weeks go by three weeks go by no offers are coming in that are worthwhile. And then finally an offer came in above what we paid for it. Um, and we just decided we're going to cut our losses on this one. We, we sold it. We paid the agent who listed it for us and a um, little less than break even on it, about a thousand dollar loss. And we closed on that this afternoon. So um, that is the only time we've ever really had a bad experience 
um, where we actually lost money. And it's a learning lesson for sure. Absolutely. And, and once again, a thousand dollar education that minimal compared to other entrepreneurs that you and I both know. Yes. Very thankful for it, actually. <laughs> yes. Now, in that aspect, and this is just my curiosity. So do you have, does your partner go check that out? Do you have people that you just trust? I mean, in today's world, there's so many photos, like, is that your basis? Or how are you guys actually evaluating the properties? Yeah, so for the most part, we do have a local contact, um, whether it be an agent, whether it be our home buying specialist, which we have local to Omaha. And then my business partner, he's in Lincoln. So uh, most of the time, we'll always walk a property, at least before we close on it. Um, we have purchased some sight unseen, and it's a little scary. But uh, for the most part, we'll at least go off pictures or something uh, to get an understanding there, because um, there may be a learning lesson in that if you don't. Um, yeah. An example, buying a house in the wintertime and the utilities get turned off the day before closing, you don't walk the property and then the house is flooded when you come show up oh, to it. So, no. uh, yeah, I mean, anything can happen in this business. And, and honestly, we've seen most of it, but I'm sure we're, we're still going to see a lot more. Um, and I'm sure that story now. was speaking for a friend. That wasn't probably a personal story. That was probably speaking for a friend with the utilities <laughs> in the winter. I wish, man. <laughs> I, I wish it was. And actually, that was two last winter that happened on. So, oh. uh, yeah, but hey, we we made money on them. Uh, we fixed the house. The house made it made the neighborhood a better place because of it. So, absolutely love it. So, for you as you're progressing through and you're doing more and more deals, um, you know, an idea. And I had the gentleman on Nick, and we were just talking about how when you do something for a first time, oftentimes it's the hardest thing you've ever done, but it's not the hardest thing you'll ever do, right? And so I always think like you know, to your story, hey, getting that first sale of a house, like at that time, that probably seemed like a monumental feat. And it was so cool. At the same token today, I mean, you guys do 10 houses a month. You're like, gosh, if I only did one, like we're doing something extremely wrong here. So talk a little bit about that, that progression from the first house and how big of a deal that is. But then now, just as you guys have expanded and grown, that was the hardest thing I'd ever done at that point, but it wasn't the hardest thing I'd ever do. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a mentality shift, man. Like, like I said, it all comes back to your mindset. If your if your goal is one deal a month and you reach that goal, you're going to feel pretty good about it. But if your goal is 15 houses a month and you, you don't quite hit it, you're, you might not feel as excited about it as you did when you, you just had your one. So it's all perspective and there's, there's levels to this. Um, for me, it was having big goals and big dreams to make a major massive impact um, in this business and in this one life that we have. Right. Yeah. And so I, I knew that I needed to surround myself with people who were on a higher level than me. And so, um, you know, part of the reason I moved to Vegas was just kind of a different change of scenery, different lifestyle a little bit. And then joining with some people who were doing a lot more business from than, than I was, um, that I can even fathom. Right. Um, there's so many levels to this business. And so that, that's a big piece is, is just recognizing that one deal for someone may be phenomenal and all that they, they would need to be very happy. Um, but if you want to do more, then you need to hang around with people who are doing that. Absolutely. So talk a little about that. That's been something for me in the real estate world has been extremely, uh, I'll say eye-opening. It's a little bit different than some of the other industries in the world. People in real estate oftentimes are very willing to help 
and share ideas. And I mean, it does seem to be abundance mentality. Not everyone. I've definitely met people <laughs> that are very close to the best on. I get it. But uh, a lot of people seem to be open. So talk a little bit about the mentorship that you've had, some of the connections or relationships you've made uh, as you've entered into the real estate space. Yeah, as a 24-year-old man getting into the business, I had the same mentality. I was I was thinking like these people aren't going to want to share wisdom with me. Like they're going to they're going to think I'm stupid for not knowing what I'm talking about, so on and so forth. But what I found is through my development is I, I wanted to have that abundant mindset. But I also realized that a lot of people who are very successful are very open and willing to share, um, which is absolutely incredible. And so um, I think that it has, is, a, is a complete aha for me and for many other people who get into this business because people reach out to me and they're thanking me for even replying. It's like, I, I, you know, I struggled. I had somebody give me a hand up. I want to help somebody else with a hand up because that's how the world should work, right? You're giving back and, and ultimately in the end, not that the intention of doing that is for benefit of me, but what, what ends up happening is people bring you deals. And now all of a sudden that relationship that I helped um, learn how to get started in investing has made us so much more money because of the fruitfulness to, to help them win. So, yes, that's good. So speaking of that and partnerships and things like that, I know you had said originally with my mentor um, when I was in Lincoln, you know, Hey, we would split deals even before there was a formal, you know, business partner in, uh, in the business, we would split deals. So talk a little bit about that. Was that an instance instance where, he was providing, you know, the upfront money to be able to buy the property and you were doing all the work and then, hey, I'm willing to split the profits on this because I wouldn't have had the opportunity without the money you're putting forward and he wouldn't have had the opportunity without you doing the hard work. So talk a little bit about how you guys, you know, partnered that way in the beginning. Yeah, so in that in that relationship, um, could have been what you said in, in putting the money up, but it, it was a little different because... I was bringing the deals to the table yeah. and he was bringing his network to acquire those deals. And we weren't actually the ones flipping those properties. We were just putting them together essentially. And so his expertise was negotiations, taking this deal from contract to close, et cetera. So finding, I found the deal, he got it to the finish line and then we just split the profits at the end of it. And we did six of those together. Absolutely. Now, with the gentleman that you cold called on his for rent sign, uh, you know, I know you said, hey, he saw some hustle in me, but what was it about that moving forward that really grew? Because I'm sure you had a lot of people that you called had for rent signs that didn't end up being good partners or things like that, but talk about it. Yeah, there was just something different. You know, we, he invited me out to lunch. Um, we had a great conversation. We talked about our goals, like, Hey, what do you want to accomplish in the next five years? Yeah. And he's like thinking to himself, like either this guy is absolutely a dreamer and like is unrealistic or he's onto something. And, and, and I looked at him the same way. Uh, he wanted to quit his job. I wanted to quit my job. He was, he's an appraiser by trade. And so what it led to is he just said, Hey, I think we should talk about working together. And we got together at his house with his family, got to know his family a little bit. And, and it built more of a personal connection versus just like on a business basis. And I think that was honestly what, what led to what we have today in our relationship is just the, you know, it's more than just business, much Absolutely. more. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So the business has grown. Like you said, not only are we doing deals in Nebraska, we're doing deals in multiple States now. Um, I believe you've done bond sold over a hundred homes at this point. So, you know, casting a vision, what's next, what, you know, what's the next thing in the real estate world for you guys? Uh, what, it, what does that look like? Yeah, so we're, we're still fine tuning that every single day, but um, our, our initial vision is to be in 12 markets as active as we are in Nebraska with sales, home buying specialists in each market, um, buying, I can't remember what the number was, but it's a lot of houses. Okay. I, I can't, I can't tell you the exact number, but it's buying a lot of houses and making a major impact. And then also on the flip side of that too, I have a passion for also helping, helping others uh, figure this business out as well. So eventually we want to kind of offer kind of a partnership program um, to help others who are interested in, in, in the real estate aspect to kind of get them going because it's a scary um, venture to take off on your own. So uh, that's kind of the vision there. And then ultimately goal would obviously be to nationwide, uh, be nationwide. Absolutely. Now you've got a sign behind you. So for anyone that's just listening, not watching it uh, on, on the actual camera, it says, remember why you started. And if I showed you a different uh, angle of my, my room that I'm in, I have a quote that says, I'm going to stay true to what I said I would do long after the mood I said it in uh, has left. Right. And so kind of that idea that, yeah, when I'm really amped up, it's fun to think about what's possible, but then bad deal, don't get the answer I want, whatever. All of a sudden my mood can change, but I'm going to stay true to doing it. And it's for you, remember why you started. So talk about why that's so impactful for you. That was one of the things that I, I, I had no clue about. I'm like, why are these guys teaching me about mindset and, and these, the seven layers deep exercise and all this and that. Um, for me, honestly, that, that my daughter being born at the same time that I got into this was my why at that time. But as you know, your why changes. And so that is, you know, it almost as impactful as much as my support of my wife throughout this yeah. journey. Um, man, have, having that why and just remembering every single morning we wake up, like, this is a hard day. Why, why am I still grinding? And, and what, what am I doing all this for? It, it's, it's, having that, that keeps you moving in times that are hard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. Well, Michael, I, I appreciate your time and sharing all the wisdom with the, uh, with the squad, everyone listening. Uh, what I want you to promise me is that you and I get to hop on, do this again in like another three years when you're not only in five or six states, but you're in all 12 of your uh, markets at that time. And we get to talk about all the growth that happens between now and then. Dude, you already know it. I'm down. Let's go. Awesome, my man. Well, hey, Michael, thanks so much for being on again, brother. All right, Phil. Good chatting with you. Appreciate it. Wow. I love how Michael just stepped out in boldness and decided, you know what? I'm going to invest in this and I'm going to see it through. I want to make a change with my life and I want to see where it can take me. And Michael, congratulations on all the success you've already have, have had and all the success you'll continue to have. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Enjoy another episode next week on Tuesday.